So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome back to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. My name is Andrew Jordan. Hey guys, it's Emily, and I'm super enthusiastic. <laughs> Today, uh, we are not bringing any expertise. We're not bringing any outside people. We are discussing a topic mm-hmm. that uh, we don't have a t- we don't have all the answers yet, and we are going to be exploring enthusiasm yes. and positivity. Um- I feel like I don't always sound very enthusiastic when I'm talking on the podcast, or even in general. Like, I, my voice doesn't sound very enthusiastic, so... I think you sound more enthusiastic That's why think. I opened a little bit, like, crazy. Like, uh, not excessive, but, like, intentional or... Intentionally. Over, enthusiastic. Over the top. Over the top. Over the top. <laughs> enthusiastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we are going to be talking about enthusiasm. And po- the power of positive and power thinking. Of pos- positive thinking. Uh, and then there are a couple interesting dichotomies in this topic that mm-hmm. we don't have all the answers again. That we're kind of talking about this between ourselves and exploring yeah. lately. So, so. As, as we have been discussing this, Emily and I have several times have started conversations and we said, hey, let's stop this conversation right now because I think it's going to be a really good, genuine conversation and we don't want to have it for the first time or we want to record this conversation for the first time. Right. 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 So, does that make sense? Yeah, we want it to be authentic and genuine over the podcast. Right. So, we don't really know each other's thoughts. Again, (laughs) please do not not look at this as expert, uh, yeah, expertise or an expert Mm -hmm. opinion. We are just exploring some things. We have some scriptures that we've pulled out that we've kind of used as guiding rods for us. Mm -hmm. If you want expert opinions... There are places. There are places. To look. Go listen to General Conference and go potentially meet with a professional. If you are like a professional healthcare provider, mm-hmm. if you are like a mental health care provider, right. if you have like specific questions or you are really struggling or, or whatnot. Um, and we kind of want to start off there, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about enthusiasm and the power of positive thinking to like make yourself happier and have a better day and all that. And... We're really not talking and, and not, about... And not just that. I think it, it's not just like the, the, the surface level stuff. Right. But it could enthusi- be deeper than that. Enthusiasm like, to help you be more faithful. Yeah. Right? Enthusiasm to find more faith in Jesus Christ. So right. it's not just like the like the fluffy stuff. It's also like the deep enthusiasm. The yes. Deep joy, so. Yes. But what my point was is that we're not talking about like depressive disorder. Like we're not talking about depression well, we're saying in that like, sense. like... Because we've talked about that with several guests, and if you want to revisit those, that would be great. I will put the titles in the show notes so you can see so them. So can you explain real quick? You, what are you meaning? What do you mean? What am I meaning? Meaning. <laughs> <laughs> we say we're talking about enthusiasm. Yes, I'm saying we're not talking about depression. And if you want to hear more about depression, we have episodes that right. we've already done so about you, those. Because we're, when we're talking about enthusiasm, we are talking about intentionally choosing to be enthusiastic. And we're not saying... We're not talking about intentionally choosing to be enthusiastic when you're dealing with a depression. We're talking about intentionally being enthusiastic when you're 
struggling for whatever reason. Right. Not for medical or like clinical yes. depression. Okay. Yes. Was that not clear? Maybe it wasn't clear. No. It was clear to me in my head. <laughs> you kind of like it. it I, what the heck is that? Oh, oh the that's truck. a mosquito truck. We will leave that in. There's a mosquito <laughs> truck driving in our neighborhood. That scared me. No, I, I think I think uh, I think I just I, I, you skipped a step like in, in the logic train. Okay, well. I think. Uh, so I just wanted to make that clear, just in case anybody like okay like missed that. So yes, let's let's start with a quote. Okay. From this will make it even more clear. Yeah. If you're already confused, because yeah. you might be. Okay, so this quote was taken from a talk by Jeffrey R. Holland called Like a Broken Vessel from October 2013. Classic. Okay, so in this talk, he is talking about, like, clinical depression. Yeah. Um, I think he calls it major depressive disorder. Yeah. Okay. He says, let me leave the extraordinary illness that I have mentioned to the con- to concentrate on MDD, major depressive disorder, or more commonly, depression. When I speak of this, I am not speaking of bad hair days, tax deadlines, or other discouraging moments we all have. Everyone is going to be anxious or downhearted on occasion. The Book of Mormon says Ammon and his brother, brethren were depressed at a very difficult time, and so can the rest of us be. But today I'm speaking of something more serious, of an affliction so severe that it significantly restricts a person's ability to function fully. A crater in the mind so deep that no one can possibly suggest it would surely go away if those victims would just square their shoulders and think more positively, though I am a a vigorous advocate of squaring shoulders and positive thinking. So what we're talking about today is the the issues where squaring your shoulders and positive thinking can help. Right. Um, And so we're not going to talk a lot about clinical depression uh, and what did he say, major... Major depressive disorder. Yeah, major depressive disorder. Uh, Like we said, we have several great episodes where we brought on some mental health experts to discuss that. We can link those in the show notes if you're Mm -hmm. interested. Uh, I would just say one quick thing if you want, like a quick synopsis of what of the advice that was given to be able to tell whether or not you're experiencing like real clinical depression and you need professional help or if you just kind of need to put your shoulder to the wheel and force yourself to have positive thinking Mm -hmm. and if i remember right so lee kinney kinney who is the mental health care provider that we brought on several times actually uh, he said that the way you know if you need outside help is when your depression or anxiety is debilitating so you're not able to perform your daily tasks because of your depression, because of your depression, because of your anxiety, because of your negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was really interesting is that, for the most part, they will try and teach people how to think better and put your shoulder to the wheel harder, even if you have clinical depression first. And so they meaning like therapists. Yeah, they meaning like like mental health care providers. Mm-hmm. And so the the solutions are kind of the same unless it gets so bad that you need like chemical intervention. Like medication. Yeah, and medication. Then we also talked about that on that episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah. rule of thumb, if you are if it's like debilitating and you can't perform your regular functions, you need to 
get help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also did an episode with Aubrey Grossen from the Anya Project, and in that one we talked all about postpartum depression, which is very specific. Um, so if you're interested in that, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Right. So I think those are very serious topics. Um, and in some ways, I think, and we openly talked about this on, on the episode with, with the Kinney Kinneys, is in some ways, I think those kind of extreme situations are... Say overplayed, but there's so much attention on them right now because so little attention was placed on them in the past mm-hmm. that I think we sometimes are tempted or we naturally fall into the trap of thinking that any type of depression or whatnot is that kind of extreme depression. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're not talking about those extreme things. We're talking about the the kinds of negative moments in our lives that can be overcome with positive thinking and the hard patches yeah the slums the sticky good i think there's a great line from saints which is a, a history of the church of jesus christ other day saints there's a saint from uh i think it was from denmark mm-hmm. and he said that or he had this phrase that he would always say he said, like pioneers need uh, he would try and say st- Stick it, like stick it to itness. Stick it to itness. <laughs> yeah, but he would always say like stick it to itness. Interesting. It was like okay. because of his accent, like stick it yeah. to itness. And so we're talking about the, the situ- situations that can be resolved by positive thinking, enthusiasm, and stick it to itness. Okay. So I probably should look that up before. That's okay. <laughs> so I apologize if I'm butchering that quote, but it's something along those lines. Yeah. So well, I know that in the past, like I've talked a lot about how difficult it is for me to put my shoulder to the wheel. I'm very good at spiraling. Um, but I'm getting better. And I think, um, and and I, I think sometimes you're too hard on yourself. I think everyone spirals. I think so to too. And I, I just feel very like, I absolutely am not an expert on talking about this because I feel very much in it. Um, but I look to Andrew as a great example of how to be enthusiastic and how to use positive thinking to really like improve your mental health. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you're able to do that? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like maybe I should have thought about this a little more deeply. I didn't well, I wasn't expecting this question actually. Sorry. So you're fine. Um, <laughs> You're just really good at it. Whatever it is that you're doing, like... Like, how is it? I st- you can have bad days, and you can have irritating things happen to you, and frustrating moments, or frustrating people. And, like, it really, at least on the outside, and from how we've talked together, it really doesn't seem to affect your mood. Yeah. And that I, much. I think... I do want... I want to uh, share a caveat with that. I think that's generally true, but I do... I have really hard times every now and again. I don't have like breakdowns frequently or something very mm-hmm. difficult frequently. I think that's right. But every now and again, I still will like the, the compounding factor of a bunch of different issues right. over time will like finally crack me, I guess. And then I'll, I'll be mm-hmm. really upset and I'll be down for a little bit. But for the most part, you're right. I don't, I don't feel like my mood is affected a lot by like, by a surrounding circumstances. Um, 
And I think part of that is being a man. Okay. I think. I, mm-hmm. So I, I found, and I think that my, I think studies back this up. I remember reading this somewhere, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to quote the specific study because I don't remember it. But I believe, and my anecdotal experience has proven this to be true, that um, yours and, and women in general, like your your highs tend to be higher and your lows tend to be lower. Mm-hmm. And your variation between those two points is a little more... Frequent. Frequent. <laughs> and I think this is generally true among, like, mentally healthy people. Right? Mm, okay. I, mean, I think, especially women in, like, childbearing years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's... I mean, I'm, I'm speaking about that because that's been... Your like, experience. Our experience. It's been our experience the past few years. Uh, you just have so many emotional and hormonal roller coasters... Yep. That are like medically induced, not just like mental health induced. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're, you are, you're like before you're pregnant, you have, you know, you're having your periods and then you're pregnant and then you have postpartum, postpartum stuff and then you're breastfeeding and then you're not breastfeeding. And then if you're having miscarriages or you're infertile and then if you are, then, then you're being a mom, and, and and so like all of these hormonal cycles are just like so yeah like screwy and <laughs> like all over the place. Yeah, um, and I think that for that reason, your highs are your highs are higher and your lows are lower. This isn't answering your question at all, but so I think it's fascinating. But I think yeah. there's some of that where there's just like, and I feel like it's my role as a husband, as a father, to kind of be emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. to be able to allow you to feel all of those feelings, right? And to support you while you're, like, going through all of those, like, physical changes. Mm-hmm. Part of my responsibility as a husband is to, like, provide some emotional stability for you and for the family so that you can deal with all of those and not have to, like, break down. Mm-hmm. So um, talking about, like, enthusiasm or positive thinking. So, so back to me. You, like, yeah, like, do you talk to yourself positively? I do. Is it just that you don't talk to yourself negatively or like no so i, I talk to myself I, I talk to myself it's not really affirmations um in some ways i, I have a hard time um I, i've generally had an attitude like okay like this is just like this is this is happening right and so it's not i don't get like super excited when i again i'm, I'm kind of talking around this question but i think it's all pertinent mm-hmm. Uh, but we've talked about how in some ways I have a problem with this that I don't celebrate my, like my victories right. very well, yeah. uh, because I have a victory and I'm like, all right, what's the next step? Cause I'm like constantly moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. and so if I am getting caught up in whatever is down and like bumming me out, uh, that isn't moving forward. And so for me, it's, like just problem solving. Which is interesting because for me, I feel like I am so wrapped up in the present and then I like jump so quickly to the future that I'm worrying about the future. So that's what's this that's what the spiral is, is like the the concern and worry about the future. Yeah. And I think maybe it's because you you, you take 
too many steps into the future. Yeah. I think you're probably. like present and then it's like 10 steps in the future. Whereas for me, it's like, okay, here's the present. Okay, what's next? Here's what's the problem. Next? How do I solve this problem? And I think it's probably just like I have a problem solving mentality. Yeah. And so when I encounter things, I think, what what's the next step for this? Like, how, how do I solve this? How do I resolve this? And then, uh, kind of, again, bringing the gospel into this, I constantly am thinking about how Christ would have me deal or react in certain situations. And I constantly try and have a prayer in my heart. And, and by that, in this case, I mean, I'm having like an ongoing dialogue when I'm, especially if I'm having a hard time, I, I feel like I'm constantly, I, I have like an open prayer, right? And so I have like the, the phone lines just open and I'll, I won't have a, a steady conversation with him all day. I'll still have like concentrated prayers, but a lot of times, like Heavenly Father, help me with this. Like I don't really understand what to do here. Like how do I say this right? Like how do I say this without, without offending this person? Um, I need help. Those kind of things. And so, keep trying to keep it in like a doctrinal perspective, and think about like think about things in the long term, in it as much as it helps. Uh, but just be focused on problem solving. And mm-hmm. um, the the hard parts for me mentally, I think, are when I have a problem that needs to be solved that I can't figure out how to solve, or I'm like, I don't see anything I can do right now that's going to affect this problem, and I think that's when I have a hard time. Okay. And so when it's it's when it's something that there's an action item I can take, it's hard for me to get bummed out about it mm-hmm. and it's like i don't really get affected by by those kind of things as much okay mm-hmm. um well so thank you for sharing that did i say should i like re- like recap really quickly succinctly sure if you want well i think okay so one is uh having a problem solving mentality mm-hmm. and looking at next steps okay anytime you interact with anything usually if you have a negative emotion it's because there's some problem there's something that you don't like in your life or whatever it is. And so looking at that and saying, okay, what's the next step to resolve this? And then I'm going to start doing that. The next thing is having an open prayer and constantly returning to the Lord. Because I think as you do that, um, I don't think, I know that as I've done that, the Spirit's able to come in and like give me the comfort and the support in the moment I need it. Uh, and that doesn't always come every time I, I open up a prayer, but it frequently does. Um, and it always comes exactly when I need it. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be times where I'm praying for a while and I'm not getting anything solid. And then when I feel like, okay, I can't do this anymore, then the peace will come. And by peace, I mean like I'm sitting there not knowing what to do. And I'm feeling, I want to say anxiety, but not like clinical anxiety. Or I'm just like feeling like, agitated. Just, yeah, or, anxious. Yeah, irritated. Anxious. Like, um, yeah. And, or agitated that's good agitated. i'm feeling agitated and then the like this i feel the spirit kind of calm calm me down doesn't i don't always get answers but i just trust that okay if i keep moving forward this is going to be okay uh and then being allowing my role as a father and as a husband to make me feel the burden or the, and the responsibility of being emotionally constant for my wife and my kids. 
Okay. That's not a great solution. That last one for women, but, but that's for me. I'm writing it down right now. Like as as a husband and a father, that I, I feel that responsibility, and I think responsibility and burden are good because they strive you to do something better. Mm-hmm. And so, avoiding senses of burden is not a, is not a tenable solution in the long run. Okay. I'm going to add something to the list. Okay. I, I love lists, you guys. And so this is like fun that we're actually like, this is an, a non-planned list type episode. Okay. <laughs> um, but you're really good at this acting enthusiastic that we can talk yes. about. Yes. Do you want to go ahead and yeah. start that while I finish um, this note? So this is something that that I teasingly make Emily do. And and in the moment, you guys, I hate it so much. Yeah. Oh! Um, it's okay. It's fine. So it started from my, I guess, our mission president, President Gary Borders. Awesome, awesome man. He's and the greatest. Sister Borders is also awesome. We had we, them we on, too. them both. Yeah, we, we had them on. Yeah. They're amazing. Um, one of the things that uh, President Borders taught me, and he taught you as well, right? Yeah, well, the mission. Yeah, the, the mission. Uh, he would say if you're feeling unenthusiastic, if you're struggling. Which, I mean, on the mission, which in life, everybody feels unenthusiastic and down. But on the mission, it was it was hard. It was, it was, it was a hard way thing. hard. Yeah. And it was cold. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was very difficult, especially during the winter. It was a great time. But I love the winter, actually. Yeah. But it was, it was still difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a lot of missionaries that didn't see a ton of numerical success. I would say the majority of us didn't. Oh, yeah. There were some every now and again that would see a lot of numerical success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say numerical because I don't think that is the same thing as oh, true no. spiritual success. It's not. But the, anyway, so he, he taught us this thing. He said, if you are not feeling enthusiastic, uh, do this <laughs> dance. <laughs> and so... It's a little dance. It's a little goofy dance. Yeah. You lift your arms up, and in the post, Emily and I will, uh, in our We're Instagram gonna post, We're going to make a we'll, reel. Yeah, we'll make a reel, and then we'll, we'll share our mission president doing it as well. Yeah. So. Are um, you going to sing it? Do you want me to sing it with you? Yeah, you How many it. times do you do it? I don't even he know. He only did it twice. I make you do it like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. So you like, <laughs> lift your shoulders up like a little dork. Like, put like, your elbows up. Like, like if... You, you act enthusiastic, then you'll be enthusiastic. If you act enthusiastic, then you'll be enthusiastic. Yippee! He always yeah. says yippee and jumps. And he jumps, and it's and so, so funny. It's and really funny. And, I, and every now and again, Emily will get, like, in her spiral moments. Oh, yeah. And, and he'll make me do that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, I don't like you. <laughs> no, I do like you. I yeah. Like you. Uh, and so he suggested that we do that when we're having a really hard time. And I did it a few times on the yeah. mission. And I, I it makes you feel really silly. It does make you feel really silly. And then you're like, like, why am I taking myself just so seriously? Yeah. And then you kind of just like shake it off. and Yeah. You don't always feel incredibly, incredibly happy, but you usually feel a bit lighter afterwards. A little bit lighter, yeah. But let's talk about like what that means. Like if you act a certain way, then you will be a certain way. If you act sad and wallowy, you're going to be sad and wallowy. Yeah. If you act enthusiastic... You may not be as enthusiastic yeah. as you would like to be, but you'll be a little bit lighter. Yeah, I think we have a verse that kind of leads well into this discussion. Talking that about like, leads well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I want to start with that one. Okay. That's yeah, right. let's open that up. That's Doctrine and Covenant 6, verses 33 through 37. Okay. I'll read it. 
Fear not to do good, my sons, for whatsoever ye sow, that ye shall also reap. Therefore, if ye sow good, ye shall reap good also for your reward. Therefore, fear not, little flock, do good. Let earth and hell combine against you, for if ye are built upon my rock, they cannot prevail. Behold, I do not condemn you. Go your ways and sin no more. Perform with soberness the work which I have commanded you. Look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. Behold the wounds which pierced my side, and also the prints of the nails in my hands and feet. Be faithful, keep my commandments, and ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Yeah, so I think back in verse 33. 33. Yeah, it's like, what does it Whatsoever say? ye you shall sow, sow you know. shall also reap. Yeah, so this idea of, um, I think it's, I like to refer to it as like emotional inertia. Okay. Um, and are you familiar with the concept of inertia? Um, you've talked to me about this before, but I need a refresher. Basically, bodies in motion are going to stay in motion unless acted upon by another object. Okay. So that means, like, if you are constantly being happy, or think about it like this way: think about it uh, as a as a a train. Okay. Okay. So at first, if you start a train and it's just the engine, and like, and it's so just the locomotive, it can stop fairly quickly, right? And then if you add another. Um, like more cars. Uh, if on. you had, if you had another car and then you turn and you get it going to the same speed as the as before, like when it was just the just the engine, and you try and stop, it takes a little bit longer to stop. Mm-hmm. And then the more cars you add, the more um, energy is behind the locomotive, behind the engine, mm-hmm. even if it's going the same speed. And so it takes more energy to stop it. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, even so, even though it's going the same speed. It has more inertia behind it, and so it's harder to stop it. And I think emotional inertia works the same way, largely, right? So you'll still have like ups and downs and whatnot, but emotional inertia like kind of pushes you in a direction. And so we all have ups and downs and sideways and curves and all that fun stuff, but you have a general direction or trajectory. And if you have a lot of inertia behind you, it makes it harder for you for for your direction to be altered. So I think acting enthusiastic, and again, I'm not speaking as an expert here. This is just these our experience. These are purely and, our thoughts and experiences. And some of these thoughts are thoughts we're sharing for the first time because we're having them as we're speaking. Yes. Right? And that's kind of the whole point of our podcast. We want this to feel like we're friends sitting around our, on our bright blue couch chatting about these ideas. We're not on our couch. We're in no, our bed. We're in our bed. But you can't be in on our whatever bed. color couch you have. <laughs> yeah, you can't be in our bed. That's weird. That's too much. Um, okay. So as you like are constantly making these choices uh, to think certain ways, I think the way you think generally changes. And so when I th- when I say act enthusiastic, sometimes I mean like, like getting up and dancing. Like so, like mm-hmm. sometimes if I'm having a really hard time or I'm feeling like really sluggish, like I'll actually get up and dance i generally don't, don't do the act enthusiastic dance by myself i only do only that with, with you <laughs> um but like i will actually dance or do push-ups or whatever it is and just kind of get around moving mm-hmm. but i i think making the choice to be enthusiastic and for me acting enthusiastic i think because of my personality it generally means uh being extra kind uh speaking to other people because when I'm when I'm having a hard time, I just kind of want to be, like, pull into myself, and like my 
more introverted side comes out and I just want to just like the turn inward. Yeah, I just want to turn inward, be solemn yeah. and and not deal with other people's problems. But if I'm acting enthusiastic, I'm trying to I take interest in other people, ask them questions, uh, ask them about how their day is going, and I, I try hard to be invested in other people. And for me, if I can do that, the enthusiasm for the rest of my work and the rest of my life usually comes mm-hmm. as soon as I'm able to turn outward, which is a thought I have not put together until just now, actually. Oh, good. Which is kind of cool because that's what yeah. the scripture says. Like, if you, like, if you try and save your soul, you will lose it. But if you try, if you lose your soul, you will save it. Mm-hmm. So I like. I want to come back to that scripture a little bit later, probably. But there's something that I want to address that I know you have something to say about. Okay. And that is that. I feel like people are going to come at us with like, well, if. Like, that whole premise just means that you shove your feelings under the rug. So, okay. um, if oh, yeah, you know where is, I'm going with this. Yeah, this is so something that we were talking about. You can start off, though, because okay. I, I don't know I don't know if we're on the same page with this. I don't know either. <laughs> well, I know where you stand on this, but I don't think I'm super clear with myself about where, where I'm sitting in this conversation. But um, if you have... Okay, let me just back up. It's been really, like, popular lately or, like, I don't know if popular is the right word, but common or, I don't know, accepted, that this whole premise of, like, validating your feelings and that, like, all feelings are okay to have. Yeah. And, like, like embracing, embrace Experiencing them, your emotions wherever they are. Experiencing your emotions. And um, for a long time, I was totally on board with that. And I think I'm starting to see that, like, for me, um, yes, I need to validate my emotions. I need, for me, this is my thing. I'm only speaking from my own experience. Um, but that I need to, like, experience and, like, be okay with the emotions that I'm having and work to do something about it. So it doesn't work for me to just be like, wow, I'm super grumpy. I'm going to like, like for me, validating doesn't mean like condoning for me. Validating means like, okay, I'm grumpy. I admitted it. Let's like do something about it. Yeah. And, and I think that I might be even farther down that same path than you are. I I think, Oh, I know you. (laughs) I think that it's a weird societal phenomenon that we are obsessed with this idea of like living your truth and validating emotions wherever whatever they are um and i don't think that all emotions are valid i'll Mm -hmm. say that and i don't think all emotions are good i don't think all emotional states are good and i think that the idea that whatever our emotions are is reflective of who we are mm-hmm. is inaccurate. I think that, and again, there's a couple things that go into this. Let me try and unpack this a little bit. On the on the the very deepest level, should I start with like the deep level or the more shallow level first? Shallow, deep to shallow or shallow deep? Start shallow. Okay. 
So on a more not a more sh- not shallow level, but on a more surface level mm-hmm. approach, when we say that our feelings are valid, or you're trying to validate your feelings or f- feel whatever you're feeling, um, I think that oh gosh, I'm back. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk about it this way. Um, I feel like it makes more sense to talk about it from like the deep level first. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. On that little diatribe. You're good. So when we say that this is who I am and like this, I need need to be real and like recognize that these are my emotions. I think that can be useful if we recognize that as a starting point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if we are always saying that this is good, that I'm feeling this, and we're trying to address the emotions, I think we're kind of missing the point. I think that addresses the the kind of the short-term aspects of this. But if we... Uh, I think that we can identify deep changes in us that need to be made, and with the help of Jesus Christ and through His atonement and through the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can not only change the emotions we are feeling, but change ourselves so that we don't feel those um, those emotions to the same degree or with the same rapidity or in the same intensity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just the emotions we're changing, but our core structure that brings out emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I am I speaking too esoterically? Maybe a little bit, but I feel like I understand you. Let me let me like bring it in. Okay. So let's say you are frustrated with a coworker mm-hmm. or a family member, and you find yourself frustrated when they say certain things. I think this part of the problem with saying I'm I'm valid I'm validating my feelings would say I'm just going to look at this and say this is where I'm at like this relationship is bad. Or this thing is bad for, is bad, and so I, I need to like limit my exposure to that person, um, or try and like develop some coping mechanisms when I'm with them or whatnot. Or maybe place the blame on them that like, well, this is the way they are, so I'm okay being frustrated because it makes sense that yeah. I'm frustrated. And I, I think when I say that people will say will validate emotions, I think there are lots of different ways to approach that. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what does that exactly mean? Um, but what I am really interested in is not just giving myself emotional tools to deal with things in the moment, but I'm interested in using the atonement of Jesus Christ to change who I am so that those negative emotions aren't elicited by those situations. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like when I'm in, the, I don't say, I don't like this person's frustrating. I need to like think more kindly about them when I'm speaking with them. And instead, I want to be changing myself so that I don't get frustrated with them in that moment, mm-hmm. as opposed to like trying to like steer off frustration. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And there's some other thoughts I had about this whole validating thing. I, I think it it doesn't recognize that there are. One, the, the ability to change, mm-hmm. like who we are, like it, not like, just the emotions we're feeling, but the, the, who we are deeply. Depending on how you take validating your feelings, like how 
you validate your feelings, you could be denying the atonement. Yeah. Or not, depending on how you do Christ, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, because to me, validating my feelings is kind of how I explain it. It's like acknowledging that I have them and then trying to move on. Right. And and I've we've had people on the podcast who have said it's not just acknowledging that you have them, um, but that they are right. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with that. Yeah. I disagree with the idea that because you're having emotions, they are the right emotions to have. Mm-hmm. I think we can say that, hey, this these are not the right emotions. Um, and it's not that we are bad for having those emotions. It's bad if we say, I'm going to stop trying to change myself so I have different emotions in this situation. Yeah. Because I think we're, we're more than just... How do I say this? I think that... That, that approach to validation assumes that who you are is, like, permanent. Mm-hmm. And all you can do is control your outbursts of emotion. Right. And, but, like, we read in the scriptures that we are agents to act and not to be acted upon. Right. Um, so, we, we have a choice in how we react to things. Yeah. And I need these lessons even more. Than yeah. And I think there was more did, I wanted to but, say about this. Are there any other questions about how we differ on this? Um, I think that you're a lot more, it's a lot more natural for you to like turn to Christ, which I'm very like embarrassed to say that, but like you talking about how you keep an open prayer throughout the day. Um, and you're just like so quick to involve him in your, your hardships and your, um, like your slums or your rough patches and that's like a really great example to me. And I love in the last couple, the last verse of the scriptures that we read i'll just reread 37 real quick um so he's saying like fear not to do good and like what you sow you will reap and um fear not doubt not right and then he says behold the wounds which pierced my side and also the prints of the nails on my hands and feet be faithful keep my commandments you shall inherit the kingdom of heaven and to me that just means like i'm like christ is speaking like i am here and i like i'm ready to help you like i've already suffered these hardships for you i've already like i know what you're going through i know what you're feeling like please include me and so that's you are a great example of that to me and then reading that scripture just helped me to like have that i guess greater push that like i need to rely more on him yeah so thank you for that. Thank you're you. welcome that's just what i wanted to yeah. add my two cents well i think when you were saying that, it kind of made some things click in my mind. Mm-hmm. What I would like to say as opposed to validating, because validating in my mind means accepting permanence of or legitimacy of. Mm-hmm. And instead, I would say we need to take ownership of our emotions. Ownership. I like so that. So he said, I'm feeling this way. I recognize that. I'm taking ownership of that feeling, mm-hmm. and I'm going to change it. Yeah. Right, and so acting enthusiastic is taking ownership of negative feelings and saying, right. "This is not where I want to be. This is not this is not who I want to be." So in the long term, I need to change myself mm-hmm. to become better. And yeah. the oh, okay, boom, things are connecting in okay. my mind. Okay, <laughs> boom. <laughs> so, so in <clears throat> the way we add inertia behind our positive thinking and our positive approach. And the way we put our shoulder behind the wheel is in the moments where we are having difficulty, we say, I'm going to choose to be better and be more be better and more enthusiastic and more more positive 
right now mm-hmm. because I want to change who I am so that I will not feel negative as quickly in the future. Mm-hmm. And the way you get to a point where you don't feel as negative uh, as quickly in the future is you add more inertia to your positive thinking. And the way you add more inertia is you make those individual positive decisions. So sowing positivity reaps positivity. Right. So when you make positive choices, when you say, I'm going to be positive right now mm-hmm. uh, with the intention that I'm going to change who I am and that this way, the not only the way I'm feeling, but the fact that I am feeling this shows that I am not enough right now. Maybe not not enough. I am not complete. Mm-hmm. I still have some progress mm-hmm. to be made. Yeah. I won't say enough because that I, I think we're we're always deserving of our father's love. Of course. Yeah. But we are not fully heaven material or celestial material yet. That Does that make sense. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And so this is a refining process. And so taking ownership saying, I don't I'm not there yet. I need to progress. So I'm going to recognize that this behavior or this feeling, the fact that I'm at a point where I'm feeling this in this moment and generally shows that I'm not celestial yet, right? Like I haven't reached that glory um, and I'm going to change it. Mm -hmm. And I think recognizing that is in my mind very different from how validation of feelings is presented in popular society. No, I might be wrong. Christ might come down eventually and say, Hey, Andrew, you are totally wrong. Validating feelings is totally <laughs> legit. I'm fine with it. Why were you complaining? And I'm going to say, I'm sorry. And then we'll move on. <laughs> but that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I just want... I I hope that that our listeners understand that that positive thinking and acting enthusiastic that is not this toxic positivity like yeah it's it's good i think it's good to act the way that you want to be and the way that you want to become right and i love this idea of taking ownership of your feelings. ownership i like that like not not letting your feelings define you like taking ownership of your feelings realizing okay like my mental state is this right now Mm -hmm. i'm going to own that and i i think Oh, this is another thing we've been talking about. Maybe we should bring this up. I think we have we have time. Okay. Um, positivity does not mean. Uh, oh, what's the word that we've been using? We've been talking about this for the past several weeks. Positivity does not necessarily mean bubbliness. Oh yes, like uh, yeah, bubbliness or like excessively Frivality. outgoing. Um, introvert, extrovert, that's what we've been talking about. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah. being positive doesn't necessarily mean that you are, like, the life of the party and you never have a hard time. Or you're just like, oh, you're the center of all conversation. Like, that. it's not what it means. You're, like, spilling out, like, bubbliness. Yeah, oozing bubbly. <laughs> oozing bubbly. Like, like <laughs> joy from, oh, inside out. Is that what it is? Yeah, in, is that what it's called? Inside Out? Is that what Maybe? it is? Maybe? I don't know. The movie with the little girl and her and emotions, all the emotions in her head. Yeah. Which I think is a great movie. Yeah. I think that. I think it's a funny one. I think that, like, captures uh, on, like, a lot of what we've been talking about. Like, we don't need. It, when we say be positive, it doesn't mean. Um, 
it doesn't mean blocking out all other emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and being celestial, going back to this, doesn't mean only having happy emotions. Um, you can always be positive. And I think positivity refers more to what you do with emotions necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's especially true for the balance of joy and sorrow. I think anger or irritation or disgust, like those are, it's less true about those, about those things, about those emotions. And again, I'm spitballing here. I'm probably going to listen to this episode tomorrow morning and think, oh, you were wrong, Andrew. That was a dumb thing you said. <laughs> uh, but that's just where I'm at with that one. But yeah, I think uh, sometimes I feel guilty uh, because I am, and we're actually just realizing this several years into our marriage, but I'm actually more of an introvert with extrovert skills. Um. And I, I do enjoy speaking with people and whatnot, but I, it, it, it does exhaust me. So in some cases, I, I need like interaction, but I, I do find it exhausting like when I, when I want to recharge, when I, I need like that quiet time. And so I feel guilty when I'm not super bubbly and kind of like in, not in everybody's face, but very energetic. Mm-hmm. Energetic is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, good um, one. Because it's not as comfortable mm-hmm. and when i when i'm that i just have mood sometimes where i don't want to be that way and i don't think positivity requires you to be bubbly and energetic right yeah um this quote keeps coming to my mind and i can't find it i was trying to look for it while you were talking but um it's from president russell m nelson and he said it i want to say like a year ago but he said your happiness has little to do with the circumstances in your life and mm-hmm. everything to do with... Can you finish the quote? Because I can't. Circumstances in your life and, there, and more to do with your relationship with Christ or something like something that. Something like that. But um, I will... We've done an episode on this, haven't we? We talked I about... I think we have. Like, I think we talked joy. about joy. We talked about how like there's deep joy and then there's surface joy. And I think positivity really refers like the positivity we're talking about, and like the enthusiasm we're really talking about is like the deep joy. Um, surface joy would be like the bubbliness, the giggliness, um, but that's less important than like the deep, deep joy. And what? Why I think this is really important. Got it. Oh, got it. What is it? My dear brothers and sisters, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I just keep thinking about that, too, is like the enthusiasm, the the joy, the happiness that we feel. um, We can feel in every circumstance. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but I'm working on it, too. And I know that we can be happy when we turn our attention and our focus to Christ yeah. That we can totally. still be happy. And I think the reason this is so important <clears throat> when we're talking Sorry, about positivity and enthusiasm. You. No, you're fine, you're fine. I think this, that goes along great with what I was trying to say. Like the the reason this is so important is what we're really saying is doubt not, fear not. Yeah. I mean the, the that is the kind of the positive inverse of that statement where we say doubt not, fear not. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, the positive inverse of that is be enthusiastic and be positive. And be, because that, that's another way of saying be faithful. Or like, be of good cheer. Yeah, be of good cheer. Um, and those, so those things are the inverse of each other. And if you allow yourself to not be positive and not be kind of excited, then you're allowing fear and doubt to creep in on the deep level. And that's what we're really talking. We're talking about like that deep interchange. And I think that your deep emotions will will bubble out into your more surface level emotions too frequently. But you can always you can be joyful, like have deep joy and then also be extremely sorrowful. Mm-hmm. Um, like Christ was when Christ came to the tomb of Lazarus and he saw Mary and Martha crying. He was really sad. He wept with them. Uh, so he was very sorrowful, but he did that sorrow was happening while he was still joyful and faithful. Because he knew what was, he knew the plan. He knew that it was all going to be all right in the moment. But that didn't take away from the fact that like things were sad in that in that individual moment. Um, and so he, yeah, he experienced both of those things, and. He, I guess he couldn't have, or maybe he could have, but he didn't allow um, himself to, to cease being faithful in that moment because of the sadness. Mm-hmm. And that's the positivity that we really need. That's, that's the, like choosing to adhere to a deeper principle, in this case, being faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. despite hardship is putting your shoulder to the wheel emotionally. It's And it's adding another train to your, or adding another car to your emotional train, adding a little bit more inertia uh, that makes it harder for you to be derailed or harder for you to be stopped. And on that glorious note, yes, I, that was amazingly said. Boom. I think that was perfectly said, and I don't have anything better to add, and I don't want to, so... Okay, so she's telling me I need to shut up? No, that's We're ending the episode. No, I just mean, like, that was so well said that I don't even want to keep going, because I'm like, okay, that is the perfect note to end on. Yeah, and I think there were were a lot of thoughts in here that were not... I think there were some good common threads throughout the whole conversation, Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a lot of thoughts that were unfinished, Right, um, and so I hope this kind of serves as a spur to have these conversations and better conversations in your family, because the fact is, like, the Lord cares about you and He wants to teach you. And so, if if you are prayerfully and spiritually having these conversations in your own family with your own spouse or your own parents or your friends or your siblings or whoever with whomever, the Lord's going to be engaged in that process, and. I, I felt the Lord kind of guiding us in this conversation. I felt I've made connections that I haven't made before. Yeah, so did I. So it was good for us to have, and hopefully it inspired someone else. Yeah. So, so I think we'll in there. Yeah. So be positive. And we're really focusing on deep positivity. Build the inertia of your emotional positivity train. Or your enthusiastic train. Your enthusiastic train. Um and slowly add more cars to it. Yeah. By making the right choices, by, by choosing to improve yourself a situation by situation and take ownership of your feelings instead of saying, hey, my feelings are valid just the way they are. I like that.
Boom. We have lots of work to do. I have so many, so much work to do today. There were a couple of times today where I was sitting down and I was just pondering my scripture study and I realized, oh my gosh, I have so much <laughs> to be doing better <laughs> because it's, it's, and, okay, sorry, there's one last thing to add okay. on this. So it, it goes back to a conversation we've had um, after general conference mm-hmm. where I realized that, hey, I am addressing emotions in the moment so like things like judging people so in the moment i was trying to say i'm gonna stop judging them i'm not gonna judge them i'm gonna like talk positively about them but i was kind of uh, putting a band-aid on the problem Mm -hmm. and what i really needed to do was redo my foundations and on the surface the, the result is going to look pretty similar in most cases, until there, I hit like an emotional or spiritual earthquake, and that process is painful, and it's taking it's going to take a long time. I mean, it's probably going to take forever, right? I mean, like the whole right. life at least of just reinforcing the foundations, making them stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at with that. Cool. Cool. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So, well, do you have a love and lesson love? Oh uh, yes. I have a bummer lesson. Okay. I have a lesson love. You That's do a lesson a, love, a and then we'll end on a happier note. Should I do my lesson love that we talked about earlier, or is, that, is it too much of a bummer? It's kind of a bummer, but you can talk about it. It's a lesson love, so of course it's a yeah. bummer. Okay. So my lesson love, and this is kind of way out, you know, out in left field. I am pretty bummed. And we're talking about being enthusiastic, right? <laughs> um, I'm just giving you an example that I'm I, I'm not perfect at this, uh, but going back to my discussion of how I feel, like the you know, the main time I feel really bummed out is when I have a problem that I don't see a solution to, or I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a study. This I reread it this morning. And I read it last week. Um, that 52 percent of Trump voters and 41% of Biden voters want there to be a national divorce. Where I'm, and by that I mean see the U.S. broken up. And I fully 100% believe that those ratios would be switched if Trump had won. Like it would be 41% of Trump voters saying we should secede and have secession and then 52% of Biden voters would have said that we would have uh, that we need to break up the country. Um, and so I, I, I think the number's actually higher. We just have some people that are are mollified by the fact that their guy's in power. And I think that's just going to flop back and forth. And that makes me super sad. Um, I'm worried that there's going to be a national divorce. And I don't want that. Uh, and I really don't want it to devolve into violence. That makes me really sad because I deeply love the United States of America and I deeply love the founding principles of this country and I love the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution I think that they were inspired documents um, and I think they set up the groundwork for this amazing country that provided wealth, freedom and prosperity to more people than have ever been able to enjoy those things in the history of the world and so I'm pretty bummed out by the fact that I think that we're heading to bad, bad places. That's I a am super big bummer. Faithful that everything will be all right <laughs> in the kingdom of God, 
But that doesn't mean everything's going to be all right in the United States of America. Yeah. So, that's my bummer. Huge bummer, less than love. My less than love. But that's what I've been thinking about today. That's been bumming me out a little bit. You should be more enthusiastic. You're right. Just kidding. Um, But I'm not kidding, but kind of. (laughs) No, I need to be better. Okay. Just being real. Yeah. My love is Taking ownership of it. Take ownership of it. Not feeling valid that I should be bummed. So there we go. Okay. My love is that I got new jammies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like as an adult, you don't really have pajamas. Not like like, like sleeping clothes, but like... T-shirts and like like sweatpants. But I got like a lounge set. It's like sweatpants and a matching long sleeve shirt. And I'm like really happy about it because it's super comfy and it's very soft. And, and it's a major it. improvement on house dresses. On house dresses <laughs> or sleeping dresses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's just happy. That's all. It's my love. All right. It's nothing deep. I love you. Anyways, okay. <laughs> um, look for our reel on Instagram at Outpost of Heaven because we're going to show you the enthusiastic dance. It's going to be real. Oh, that's funny. Silly goose. I'm a dad. I get to make those jokes. Okay. okay. I'm the wife, so I get to enjoy them. (laughs) I don't know. We need to go to bed. We're tired. All right. We love you. Keep the faith. Bye.